live. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another live episode of the Brothers of the Black and Red podcast. My name is Levi Frazier, and I am not joined with my usual co-host, Reno Ruiz, today. Um, but we have a few special guests who are going to be joining us. Uh, first up here is Sam Lozano. Sam, nice of you to be here. Hello. It's great being here. So we are live from uh, CPR Convo 2024. It is very good to be back together with the bros. Um, this is an event that uh, always is loved within the fraternity, and um, it's not happened in a while. So we are we are very blessed and very happy to be here. We want to share some of that with everyone listening in today. So we are going to be getting to meet some of the some of the people making Symphonia happen around uh, the nation. We have brothers here from coast to coast. And uh, I'm going to kind of lead through a little bit of questions and we'll see um, how we get to know each other and get and get to hear from people other than uh, my usual self uh, about what it is to be frat and to be in Symphonia. So without further ado, Sam, again, uh, welcome. Uh, Go ahead. Why don't you tell us a little bit about yourself, where you come from and all that? So uh, I'm from Fresno, California. I was... uh, Born and raised there, basically. Uh, I go to Fresno State, uh, music ed major, uh, and I guess I'll go into during the frat, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, say your chapter, and then like... Yeah, uh, Game of Pi is the chapter, and I joined the frat when my uh, good friend of many years, Kim O'Toole, was like, hey... Come join this thing. So <laughs> I ended up joining, and now, now I'm here. I see combo. Yeah, I um, one of my best friends uh, in the fraternity, uh, Trevor Redden, who uh, was my vice president while I was president for a while. We had a, still have a great relationship. I had to, I think, pester him for three semesters <laughs> before he finally joined. He's like, I don't know why I want to do that. Um, Brother Trevor, oh, yeah. um, as this is our first episode in person, um, would you? Move your mic towards the center. Um, oh, my bad. Because uh, we the other one's giving an echo, so we're just cutting that one. Cool. Oh, I got you. Cool. Um, so anyway, um, uh, he was like, oh, do, I don't, do I need to do that? And then he ended up being vice president and like doing all that kind of stuff. And he loves it, still comes back. And, and I'm like, oh, really? You weren't <laughs> going to do this? Um, interesting. Interesting. So... Um, yeah, why, uh, I suppose, why did you decide to, to go other than the friend? What, what drew you into, into uh, fraternity or, uh, in general or specifically Symphonia? I mean, honestly, when I joined high school or college, excuse me, like, I didn't even know what, like, a fraternity really was. Like, I didn't even had, I hadn't even watched, like, Animal House or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, you would not have been initiated at my chapter. That was a requirement before. <laughs> Really? Yes, yeah. At Upsilon Kai, they told us like, nope, before you before you can even think about that, we will you will all as a class watch this oh, movie that's, together. That's, that's <laughs> that's what you want to watch. Yeah, so it didn't occur to me at all and I like when my friend uh Key was his name, he uh when he came up to me was like, Hey, you should join this, I was like well he said the word was like Hey, you should rush. I was like, right. What is rushing? What, what, is, it what is this thing? It's like it's like music, and uh, we, uh, if you know what drum corps is, right? We, yep. We did a year together with uh, the Mandarins Drum and Beagle Corps, and he basically described it to me. He was like, 
it's kind of like drum corps. It's like everyone did drum corps, so they're like, oh my god, you marched? You marched there? Like, no way. I do. I did drum corps too. And it's like, it's sort of the same thing. Like, you, you're a symphonian and you see another symphonian, you're like, Hello. <laughs> yes, yes. We we do love uh, symphonians and drum corps. We there's usually quite a decent amount of us uh, out there spread throughout all the corps, which is always very oh, cool yeah. to see. Like how things happen all year long. This this brotherhood happening all year long. Um, which I suppose. Why don't um, what you get you get into the fraternity? Um, what does uh, what as a PM? We'll start there. What what surprised you, or what did you begin to learn about what brotherhood is? That's a hard one because I I really felt like I I learned the most after I was initiated. Mm, yeah, and I realized like when I got a constitution and bylaws put in front of me, I was like. All right, I'll read this. And I like read the whole thing. I was like, kept on reading more things. And I, uh, I talked to uh, Goots, our now our province's DPG, mm-hmm. uh, Michael Gutierrez. That's his name. Uh, we call him Goots for short. <laughs> and he kind of really got me onto the path of like, whoa, symphonies are really cool. Yeah. And then last year, yeah, I was. Yeah, last year for a uh, convention. That was last year. It was like two years now. <laughs> uh, well, technically, years, technically, technically two years, but, uh, yeah, 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 year yeah. and a half ago, <laughs> I went to that and I was like, whoa, <laughs> Symphonia is huge. I um, That was my first national convention as well. I uh, the, the first one I could have gone to was right after I had been initiated. It would have been the, so I was initiated. Um, beginning January of 2018. Um, it's supposed to be 17. There's a whole story there, but we uh-huh. don't, anyway, so, um, that, that was, that was in the fall or the, the 2018 convention and I was moving colleges and all this stuff. So I didn't go. And I, I kind of have always regretted that. So I'm like, I'm going to this next convention. And of course I had to be a delegate and everything. So they had to right. go, but <laughs> I wanted to anyway. And I remember, um, Seeing everyone was very cool. I, I, I knew it was going to be big to an extent, but I had no idea how big. And, you know, that that big impact of all these people love this the way I do or I could learn from them. And like, whoa, we all do this. We've all done the same thing. This is crazy. We, now we've come together. And I just remember all these thoughts running through my head, meeting other CPRs. And then we went into... Um, and to start the whole thing. And I remember when we sang Hail Symphonia together and it was oh. like, whoa, I was like, you know, like crying, like without realizing I'm like, oh my gosh, there's a thousand people just singing this thing that I've been doing. And, uh, for, you know, a few years at that point, but to, to, to be surrounded by that many people to, to feel that, that sort of energy, right? Like, mm-hmm. um, we talk about music a lot in the fraternity and, and you, you could tell when the brotherhood is into it. Oh yeah. Like going to, it was, that's my first time just breaking out to song, like randomly, like 400 dudes just decide, you know what? Let's sing. And then, and you can't stop it. It just, it, I know it was everywhere. No everywhere you would like, you know, I'd be talking and then you'd hear like, is there an event going on? No, people just doing it. People, we all know those things. We can just do it. Um, amazing experience. So this is, um, this is a bit of a, a smaller scale event that we're at right now for CPR convocation, but nonetheless still shows that, um, that national perspective. You're from, you're all the way from province 11, um, on the West coast. Um, so what, um, 
I suppose what have you what are your thoughts so far about because um, you're um, remind remind everyone here this is your junior year yeah technically transfer student so junior ish year junior ish year third year in the frat uh, yeah just about okay cool cool and you and you like started the CPR process so what um, what has uh, stuck out to you I suppose about um, Things you know, you you meet everyone from all over the nation here for all the other CPRs. What um, has there been anything that uh, struck you about that or something? Um, I just found it really interesting and like really fun how I've found out so many of you guys were at uh, national convention and mm-hmm. now like I didn't know you at all. And coming back here, I'm like, oh, you were there too. Like. <laughs> I was like, oh, that makes sense. And seeing a few friends that, a few of the CPRs that I already previously knew, too, was awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, all about um, connections. Um, I, like yeah. to, I like to say that in life, um, the most important thing is, is relationships. Um, there's that, there's, I think it's Maya Angelou, maybe, that quote, though, that, like, people will forget what you wore, what you said, da da da, da but they will remember how you made them feel. Mm. Um and that's such a huge thing, um, I think, for us. So what, um, hmm, yeah, how does, on the field, okay, I'm curious yeah. to know, because um, now, you're, now you're in, like, um, the national part of, of, how, of how this whole fraternity thing operates. So how, um, how does the Brotherhood feel to you at, um, you, you mentioned PM earlier, but how does it feel to you at this level now? Like, what are your thoughts about, like, whoa, I'm connecting with these people? It... Oddly enough, it feels kind of the same. Like, okay, I like that, though. Yeah. It's the same all. It's just a bunch of dudes. Like, at one point, like, I, f- I feel like everyone should be CPR at some point or ACPR, like, constantly running through as many people as possible because it's kind of, it's the, as we said before, like, we talked about uh, earlier today, like, the lifeblood. Like, mm. Everyone, um... Everyone helps move, you know, the, everything through the body. And... Right, right. And it's like, at the end of the day, it's, we're all, we're all the same, we're all uh, symphonians. Yes. It's the same process. So it's like, what's, what's so different from us being here compared to a chapter having its normal meeting? I love that. I, you know, that is the thing that Reno and I talk a lot about um, on this podcast is um, kind of a lot of the benefits and uh, and our um, why Symphonia, like you had mentioned earlier, why you wanted to join, but what has what has kept us. And I, I really think that that is, is such an important aspect um, that's really unique for us. Um, we're not the only ones necessarily, I don't think, as, as a fraternity who has that, but I think it is a, a minority for sure uh, of people. Of, of organizations where no matter where I go, um, I know that these people have, have been through the same process. How they do things in a similar way. We're not cut and paste, but, but, um, I know you're, I, I can feel comfortable. I know that you're going to welcome me as much as I'll welcome you no matter what. We're not going to have this, this, well, I am from this chapter. You're from that chapter, you know? Right. Um, and the CPR really exemplifies that. Um, why particularly did you want to be a CPR? So it it really began with uh, Goots. When I first talked to him, uh, I was poring over. I brought the I think I brought the National Constitution and Bylaws <laughs> to our first bro day. You were enamored, <laughs> and, and the notepad as well. Okay, <laughs> ready to go. We I just sat there. I was like, "Hey, could you like uh, look at this?" And he was like, "Yeah, this is 
He was like, you should be CPR. Have you ever considered that? I was like, You're like, what's a what? CPR? <laughs> you, you mean like the, the, this thing? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, and as I've like begun, became CPR, I'm now realizing I'm just starting to get to like doing my real duties and being like really there as uh, a person to promote brotherhood and to connect all the brothers of the province, I'm finding out, like, yeah, I really love this. Like, the whole reason I want to do it was I love this fraternity. and A wanna, good reason. And I want to be CPR to help it as much as I can. I love that. I love that. Um, what's, uh, what with that would you say you've loved the most about being a CPR? Like, what opportunity did that open for you that, that um, helped you? kind of get to that point uh say that again like, so what what about being a cpr um uh, have you really loved or has been able to or have the thought of it you know has been able to kind of open you up and be like okay this is more about you know j- not just my chapter but i want everyone to feel that sort of way that you were saying i mean i think it's really after going to national convention i saw how huge and massive like this fraternity really is mm-hmm. so i think like everything after it's really just the uh, what's the word for it um not foundation but uh the reinvigorating of that okay ideal. like mm-hmm. um it is my eye has been open now and now i'm seeing it again being here at cpr complication I like that. Yeah. Finding your ways that you always just keep coming back to the fraternity, always finding something new. Um, there is, uh, this makes me think of, I know, uh, I know someone who has a brother that um, will go back and read his themes book regularly. And every time he does something new and profound occurs to him. And so then he'll text that brother that I know with this, this long thing that's just like, Oh my whoa you know um and that's what it's about so but it's you know we find that through pages which is which is just you know an experience sort of thing that we're that we get to read um but the important thing is that we experience it which is what cprs make happen Mm. um um so you're talking a lot i think about this concept of the what we call the the fraternal flame but like that that passion, right, and that that that, that ardor for it. Um, so, how or or what is it? Uh, how, so, how do you or what is it that uh, keeps your fraternal flame going? Well, I I love this question. So, first, I got to go into uh, my nickname actually, which is uh, Calcifer. Okay. So, uh, if you don't know, Calcifer is basically this little sentient flame ball from a studio ghibli movie uh and he's he's kind of like sassy but he also (laughs) kind of rents the ship you know okay and the reason my big which was also key the person who introduced me to uh symphonio the reason his reasoning was um he won he wanted an anime reference (laughs) (laughs) he had to get that in for some reason but two was because uh, he knows how fire I am and how much I just keep on driving. So I really carry that little calcifer inside of me and keep keep pushing through. And But there have been times where it's like I don't really feel it sometimes. And that is when, like, looking at other brothers, especially, like, 
younger brothers, even though I'm not that like old, like I'm only like, it's only hasn't even been like six semesters of being a brother, but I'm finding out like seeing these new brothers come in with this drive just fuels me up and like keeps me going as well. And I think also the opposite of it too, seeing, uh, especially here at uh, Convocation, like seeing these older folks that have been here for older brothers that have been here for like a decade or more, like really drives me and seeing how passionate they still are. I'm like, I got to keep going, you know, <laughs> can't stop now. <laughs> can't stop me now. Yeah. <laughs> um, I love that. Um, uh, for, for the bingo card players at home, uh, we did successfully mention uh, anime now in, <laughs> in the podcast. So you can check that one off. Um, but that is that's really great. That's really specific. But I, I like the visual of it that because that is kind of really what it is. Right. It's like you just it just keeps going. It just keeps going. Um I, I also have this whole thing where I see I see PMs uh, and I get I'm not gonna lie I get very jealous. Okay. Um, I'm, that's my that's my selfish moment. That's my oh <laughs> shouldn't feel that way. But I, I see them and I go I really wish I could have that like the Men in Black just for just a second right, um, and just do it again. Yeah, it was so exciting. Um, but it, but it, yeah, I like how you have that mindset of of keeping it going. That that's that's the theme for this convocation is reigniting the fraternal flame, and then obviously the the obligation is to is to keep it going, never let it die. Um, and that's that's lifelong. That's the other part about this brotherhood that's just so unique to us is is that we stay, the tr- the training period is is what uh, what collegiates do, and uh, and and the shaping of the fraternity, and then that prepares them for for life as a symphonian. Um, you get it, you get it. Um, speaking of those, speaking of those younger brothers, though, what um, what advice would you give to someone who either who's a PM right now or they were just initiated? So uh, I'm actually FEO for my chapter. So perfect, like, perfect. I love it. <laughs> yeah. So I think, who that's that's a hard one. Like there's all always like the little specifics I want to teach every single PM. But as for one like just solid piece of advice, it's a hard one. I think. I think I would say to to give to the fraternity and it's it's hard to kind of see like how or why I should give like of course the PMs are always going to be like yes I want I want to do this to get into the fraternity but not seeing it not seeing giving as a means to an end but giving as to a way of life basically because mm. if they don't give they will they'll never receive in their um i think the famous journey. symphonian said that at some point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah but i think it's uh oh shoot where was i gonna go with this oh i lost my train that's thought. okay Sorry. um yeah no i i you're right you're right um yeah as percy says that he who must uh must, who he who would give must first receive um and that's we were talking about how it feels earlier chris that's what he's getting into is that because you got to feel it you, it's intangible we're not you're not going to know um until until you've had that and then once you have it you have the obligation to to pass that fraternal flame off mm-hmm. um how, what would you? What advice would you give to someone who's considering joining a fraternity with the, with kind of with that idea? Wow, I I don't know since 
I didn't even know what fraternity was before <laughs> I joined. So I think I thought of an answer before. Oh my god, I'm blinking now. Just think, just dive in. Yeah, just dive in. Basically, uh, you. I mean, you won't understand like basically anything until you really get into the. The thick of it, right? So, um, okay, cool. We've uh, I, this has been great getting to know you. Let's. Um, what are after this, right? Um, so you're gonna you're gonna go on to still be more of a CPR and do that stuff. What are you you uh, you said you're excited by some of these brothers you've seen who have been in this for a while. What are your future aspirations? Things you want to do in uh, you know after after you graduate. Um, what do you want to do for career or whatnot? But then also, what do you want to see in the fraternity or do after this? Yeah, well, I hope to stay a CPR because I think I have about two more years in my undergraduate. So I hope to stay CPR, stay as involved as I can. Mm -hmm. And then after I graduate, I, I plan on becoming a elementary music school uh, band teacher. Bless you. So <laughs> going to have fun with that. And then, but I hope maybe possibly go back to school sometime and maybe one day I'll become like a uh, CPR chair or something or a uh, PG or DPG or something like that or uh, part of the NEC at some point to stay involved however I can. It is great. I will say it is great because you, you know, um, you meet all the, a lot of brothers as a CPR, but mm -hmm. then that just, it just keeps expanding, you know, <laughs> oh, yeah. um, you kind of, you, you kind of get hooked on it sort of thing. That's, that's great. Um, but staying involved, very important, very critical. Um, I think, you know, we're, we, we do a lot of talking right now in the, in the fraternity, um, coming out of the pandemic and everything with, um, with, with especially for alumni brothers, but asking them to like to come come back to it, and we have events going on like CPR Convo where we're getting back, we're getting energized. Um, so and to remember what it means, and so to be involved, to give um, in uh, literally, of course, with, with financially, but uh, but also um, with our work, we have manpower, music power, and money power. But um, particularly right now, um, helping put events on. Um, is one of the best things we can do for brothers. Um, that's, you know, we should, we should want them to have as, as, as we had. So, um, you know, we have 1898 forward and, and, and that giving program right now. Um, so if, if brothers are eligible and able, please, please do consider giving to that. Um, yeah, I, I a hundred percent agree. Uh, I think it was also Percy who said, um, that collegiate brothers are in the act of uh, giving and receiving, but alumni are in just the act or just the business of giving. And it is that constant giving because as alumni, you'll, you may never see the, uh, the benefits of this program. Like it may never benefit you because you're already, you're out doing your career. Mm -hmm. Like Symphonia already shaped you, but it is that giving back back to the collegiates that are there now and the future collegiates that will be there in the future. It is 
giving them that experience again. Yes. So they can continue it on forever. Yeah, that big brother role, you know, like uh, you you have to give to the fraternity your work and also receive all that education from the fraternity as a PM. And then when you become a big brother, you're just giving. You're making sure that that is happening for, for the little, right? So that's, mm. I think, I, I always think of, you know, being a recently made alumnus, but going into it is that's not my job. I make sure that these guys are going to get it and they're going to have everything that's made for me uh, or that, that was there for the, for me that uh, has made me who and what I am. But um, thank you, Sam, for, for joining thank us. Um, this is a bit of a pleasure. We look forward to the rest of CPR Convo. Um, but we're going to, I think, move on. We have uh, we have two more guests uh, coming on uh, with us. So we were just on the West Coast. But now coming to us from the East Coast, um, all the way from the great state of North Carolina in uh, the CPR Province 20, please welcome uh, George Wasson. I do have a thing real quick. I have a bit. Uh, I do apologize. Oh, this um, this just in. There is a there, the producers but, um, have a have something they need to put on. Hold yes. on. Uh, so Tyler and I are over here. If you hear giggling, it's because something came up. Um, we are now on the Reno cam. Um, so everybody that's viewing um, in the empty chair to the right, there is a there's Reno's picture. Oh, uh, <laughs> Reno. <laughs> Reno has decided to make sure that he's heard, even though he's not present. Um, and I don't, I'm getting picked up decently, so I should be able to be heard. Um, Reno had a couple things to say. Um, one of which was, um, Jeremiah, you, uh, should be called Ramp because you are dressing. Um, and then, um, he also said that, what was it? Oh, um, there's no more anime to be allowed. Um, <laughs> oh, he started that. That's his fault. <laughs> uh, we we can be glad uh, collectively that he's not here. So bingo will not be completed because there is no uh, mention of that woman that he always decides to bring up. And I will not bring her up because then I will complete the bingo. So um, it's gonna it's gonna go down. It's gonna just domino effect. <laughs> but um all right, well that was that was that was that. Uh thank you Reno. Goodbye Reno. Well, um Reno, I miss you mostly. <laughs> I I play. Um so as we were saying though, welcome please from the great state of North Carolina, the CPR Province 20 brother George Wasson. Yeah, you can clap. <laughs> I don't know what all the fanfare is for. Oh. No, no, but for real, I, I'm happy to be here appearing as a great value Reno Ruiz. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if that's true. You, you, you might be a little bit better company. I, I usually have to say that. I, why am I friends with Reno in this? But so far, I'm, in, I'm enjoying it. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Uh, oh, we are now one step closer to bingo. That is true. Um, so George, um, we we know each other actually quite a little bit. This is I, one of my greatest pleasures. I think is getting to know all of the CPRs as chairman um, because I, I know what it was for me to be a CPR and to to see that in all y'all is great. But of course, whichever province I happen to find myself residing in, I get to develop that relationship. So, um, but let's tell the audience um, about yourself. Yes, yeah, so I'm a. In CPR Province 20, I also serve as chapter president of the Alpharo chapter, the uh, oldest chapter in the southeast at the University of North Carolina. Go Heels. Uh, go Pirates. And go Pirates. <laughs> I know that Michael would get mad at me if I did not say Go Pirates on here at least once. Uh, yeah, and I was initiated in the fall of 2020, and this is about to be my last semester of undergrad. 
Wow. Okay. So, um, so we just went from a, uh, it's, it's hard to be a, a CPR and be a, be a brand new brother, but someone who's really starting to get the start and understanding the fraternity and going for it. So, um, this, this will be great Let's, uh, to hear about where you're off to, but, um, so what is, what's a, tell me a little bit about George, your, your majoring in where you're from, um, hobby. Yeah. So I'm a, yeah, this will be an interesting little thing for Symphonia that I'm a political science and peace, war, and defense major. So not a music major. I very much study the worst things that we can create as human beings all the time. Uh, and I'm from Iredell County, North Carolina. So for the people keeping score at home, that's like an hour from Winston-Salem, an hour from Charlotte, an hour from civilization is what I like to tell people. <laughs> but no. I, I grew up somewhere like that. I know. Yeah. 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 It's, it was, it's a good spot. And yeah, and that's... That's about where I'm from, and that's and then I of course, you know, grew up in a Carolina family, so I ended up coming to the university and becoming a Tar Heel, like all the people uh, that I looked up to as a kid. Very cool. So I'm going to ask just because you brought it up. Um, I think one of the cool things about um, you know we say we are um, not a music fraternity, but a fraternity in music, right? Key distinction there. Um, so as a non music, as, as someone who's not a music major. Um, I'm interested to know, well, first of all, what music is to you, but then second of all, how, how do you apply music to what you do? Yeah. And I mean, when I look at it, it's, um, it, of course, you know, for music, for me, I, you know, growing up into like becoming a symphonian, obviously you, you think I grew up in the arts. I did. I'm a sax player. I'm a drummer. That's kind of how I got into music. But then the more I got into studying these, you know, in my studies and things like that, you start to realize that the the impact that somebody's art makes on someone's culture, mm, mm-hmm. that everything that people make is representative of where they came from. And in, in making that, you can really see, in making art and studying art, you can really see, you know, what, what is shaping people and what shapes people for the better. And to me, that, and so when we think of music, I think a lot about harmony. There's a lot, you know, we value a lot of things about harmony and symphonia, whether that's, you know, telling the, the tenor twos that they're a little flat or <laughs> never, never, never. <laughs> it doesn't happen. But we're seriously thinking about harmony in the sense of every, you know, all of us, no matter who we are and where we came from, that we are all dependent on one another. And in that harmony, we will find, you know, the, the peace and love and the things that we seek. If we want the world to be better, we have to lean into that dependence that we have on one another. Would you say it gives you, because uh, you say you study some of the worst things we can do, would you say that um, that music, um, that maybe how the Brotherhood shows that gives you hope? It certainly does. I mean, it, it gives a lot in terms of hope, in ideals, you know, that there is, in Sinfonia, there, the things that we value, I found a, a promise that we will be better, not because... Uh, not because, you know, that not just because we want to be, but that we have to be and that mm. we know that we have what it takes to be better. Yes, I like that. I like that a lot. Um, so how did you how did you come to Symphonia? How did that happen for you? Oh, this is a, a wonderful story. So this was fall of 2020. So bless you. <laughs> peak COVID. Um, I got an email in my inbox from from it was cam uh cam and i had the same base cam so, Kreitner? uh no oh okay although we are playing alpha row is the mentor chapter to i think epsilon lambda okay but not cam Kreitner. i got a message from cam who ended up being uh one of my feos 
saying, hey, you know, find me alpha, because I was in the marching band at the time on the drum line. He, the, uh, we got an email from the music department. was like, hey, find me alpha is having a rush event. I thought, fraternity sounds interesting. Music, I'm like, I do that. Sounds good enough to me. Didn't want to go alone, so I dragged one of my sweet mates with me at the time. Mm-hmm. And then we, uh, well, we, we rushed together. We pledged mm-hmm. together. We ended up as president and vice president together. Oh, okay, I've heard this story before. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it just became a thing that was like, well, this is where like all of my closest friends came from, is that we all found one another doing the Sinfonia thing. Yeah, we all seem to we all seem to find this way that like, oh, we're all here because we're meant to be, right? Like we have this we have this connection. We're drawn to this for a reason, and that I think that is a large part of. Um, what empowers us. I think that's one of my favorite yeah. parts of the frat. And that's what I, that's what I see too. That's one of the things I like to uh, tell people when we're looking at PM processes, for example, that Symphony will not give you anything that you don't have. It only brings out things in you that already exist. That part. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. um, what is your, what, uh, what is your favorite thing I think about being a Symphony? an opportunity or just an experience that you get to have or that you have had? I think about in just every every experience that I have with brothers, regardless of whether or not we're chapter brothers or province brothers, that I feel like I can go anywhere and be welcome just because we know what drives one another. I think about um, one of the local high school band directors, Brother uh, Jordan Jones of Hillside High School in Durham. Um, he hosted a Sinfonian showcase um, for his students to introduce them to what Greek life can be when you get to college and beyond like step and stroll and things like that and we had brothers there from iota beta mu beta alpha rho the rho beta colony we had people from all over and we had never we had sung to we had never sung together outside of the rehearsal we had before that performance but the fact that we knew we all knew the parts we all knew what this was supposed to sound like we knew that we could be we knew what we were supposed to be not because we knew each other, but because we knew what was there. Mm, yes. And being able to take that regardless of, you know, whatever it is, whatever barriers we might have, those things will always bind us. So um, tell me about what uh, what made you want to want to run for CPR? Because this isn't your first this isn't your first rodeo either. No, no. So this is my second term. Uh, yeah, I was appointed right after the 22 convention in that, you know, first round where everybody was getting appointed. I remember that phone call. Yeah. <laughs> that was, uh, George. Yeah. Um, if you'd scoot this way a bit, I promise oh. Levi doesn't bite. Um, he's not violent. Are we Most sure? Most of the time. Most of the time. <laughs> um, Can I get that in writing? <laughs> oh, well, well, maybe, you know, this has been a great episode. <laughs> <laughs> and we're baiting the blood. <laughs> no. Yes. What I, was this why? Yeah. What what, what what made you want to say, I'll take this leap? Um, it was, it is, it, this is going to be the cliche answer, I think, for at least this generation of CPRs, but it really was that 22 convention. Okay. I'm it good with was, It was St. Louis. It was being there, you know, the chapter, because I had just been elected chapter president. So the first thing I ever did as a chapter president was go to the national convention. You know, great time, kind of a big responsibility to be a convention delegate, and that's the first thing you get to do. Really in the deep end, right yeah. away, yeah. But at that same time, I what I really came there for was that when I took over, we had seven brothers in the chapter. Okay. We had seven brothers. 
felt like I needed to be there, not just for the, the business side of it, but for just being there and seeing like, what can we do? And being at that convention again, I always, I also think about singing hail for the first time with that many people in one space. Is, I've, I've, I've yet to have an experience like it again. Yeah. And I mean, so it was, it was that and knowing that, you know, these feelings, um, knowing those feelings and knowing that I want those seven, I want the, you know, cause I was there, Dan was there. I don't know if Dan's going to ever listen to this, but, uh, <laughs> got to shout out Dan. Um, the five chapter brothers that weren't there, I wanted them to feel that. So if I can, so whatever I can do to get close for them to feel that is what I wanted. And I remember, uh, talking to Michael about that, uh, good brother Jenkins, governor Jenkins. Um, and we were talking about, and he told me, have you ever considered CPR? And I told him I hadn't, but then as we got closer to that, you know, we had some discussions and I ended up getting appointed CPR, Mabeki and Ethan ended up getting appointed ACPRs. Mm -hmm. And we were the, and it felt like, and at the convention, it was the we all stuck together. The province 20 presidents, we were all there together the whole time. So you already had that. You're like, I, had I know what to do. A little bit. I, I like that. I don't think I, I would not say that I knew what to do. <laughs> You're it like, was, let's not go there. <laughs> no, because it was a different set of conversations that kind of told me what to do. Because, mm. uh, but that that's part of this, one of the most beautiful things about province 20 is that we have a lot of really involved alumni and quite, you know, quite a few of the former P20 CPRs um, still come to our events and they, and they've even helped me outside of uh, Sinfonia things. We're talking about career related things that the P20, you know, CPR group as it were has been incredibly, um, incredibly helpful for me. Well, you have, uh, you have a nice, a nice person to follow there. You're the, of course, you know, uh, brother Jenkins did have uh, a nice tenure. Um, I, he is, uh, he is dedicated. He, uh, a little baby, maybe a little crazy. No offense, Michael, um, for the three term CPR elected three term CPR, elected. not appointed. He asked for it three times. He asked for it. And now, and now he, now he's out there as governor. Um, so there, there must be something he's doing right. Oh, absolutely. I like that. I like that. That's, um, that's really, I think, um, the conversation we always have of, you know, this continuance, it's the same concept with, um, education of, we gotta, we gotta rush the, the, the guys and find the ones who should be here and bring them in, teach them as PMs. That's our job. And they got to replace us one day when we go off as, and be alumni and, they're taking over the chapter, this leadership thing of, uh, of being a CPR and getting that, that, um, that itch for this. And then it goes on to one day. Yeah. Maybe, maybe we, uh, the, a lot of province governors come from, from this council. So, um, I, I love, uh, how that works and how the way province 20 shows. It's very cool to me. Um, what are speaking of the future, what would, what are some future goals of yours in and out of the frat? Yeah, in the fraternity, um, for me with Province Twenty, I think the my most immediate goal is just to finish up getting around to all ten chapters. There are a good one. <laughs> there are two chapters that I haven't seen yet. I'm about to see the, and we're going to see the next. Uh, we're going to see the ninth one in a week when we head to workshop at uh, Western Carolina University. Mm -hmm. Good old Omicron Epsilon will be there, so that's nine. Because I saw eight last year, and that was great time. A lot of road time. Um, <laughs> so that one, to sort of see them, to see Pyro at Mars Hill, that's kind of my 
those are my immediate fraternal goals. My overall goal from the from at least my tenure as CPR has simply been to just get back to the basics. Um, I think about the post. Uh, there was a, a post ritual event that I was at, and I remember hearing. Um, it was funny. It was right after I'd been appointed CPR. It was a joint ritual between Alpha Rho and Iota Epsilon. It was, let's see, who was there? It was like, I was there, Michael was there, the guys who had just been initiated were all there. And I remember Michael saying to him, like, this is what the frat is. The frat does not exist, you know, in your chapter room. Mm. This is where the fraternity exists by being together and being beyond that. So that's been my whole, that's been my goal this whole time. I knew that I'm, like, I know I'm not going to run for a third term. Sorry to break the bad news to anybody. Not going for not going for his record. Absolutely not. <laughs> but no, that but that's what it was for me is knowing like I only have one goal, and that is to bring that wherever it is that the province needs it to be. Once again, we are talking about what does it feel like, right? Yeah. I, I love though that that's that is what it is for us, um, and that's the important thing. There's a there's a lot of fraternities out there, um, and I don't. I'm not going to say anything uh, bad about any of them because I belong to a few different ones as well. But there's different focuses. And for, for me personally, I think with Symphonia, it is definitely about um, that it becomes that true sense of brotherhood and not just um, not just uh, merely a resume builder. There, there's things that it can do like that, but that's not the purpose. That's more it's more a byproduct. Um, and I love I love that focus. I love I love that that's what we're trying to do. We're trying to come in and, and show like a welcoming community sort of thing. Oh yeah, and that, I mean that that's part of what I've gotten here out of convocation so far. Is I mean you kind of caught me while I was in the middle of going back through some of the things and themes. That, <laughs> yes, that um, made me proud. I, I like that. That made me happy. I know part of what we talk about and part of what we value is the fact that Symphonia is timeless. Yeah, things that make us Symphonia yes. are timeless. The way that we manifest them in the world will grow and change and evolve to be whatever it needs to be because that's what Symphonia was born out of. It was born out of a need and it, and it has fulfilled that need, but the ideals are what's timeless. So I don't, I don't normally get too caught up in, you know, what is this chapter looking like right now? Other than to say, are we getting closer to what those ideals are? Mm, everything else will take care of itself. Yeah. Common, common thing we talk about. Yeah. As long as you, as long as you know what we're here for. Very good. Very good. What, um, let's see. I gotta, I gotta think through a few more of these questions here. Um, so this, this, uh, this convocations theme is, is that, that fraternal flame. So I'll, I'll ask this to you as well. What, um, what is it that keeps your fraternal flame alive or how do you go about doing that? I mean, yeah, I mean, we're talking about this at dinner earlier that, it's the doing the simple things. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because that, I mean, that's, that's what it is. That's, you talked about how like province 20 is like, you're like, we don't do anything crazy. We just do the simple things really well. And it looks great. And that, that's all you need is to master the simple things because everything, everything else, you know, every, we talk about like, I don't know, like the overdone cliche about like eating an elephant one bite at a time or whatever. Like, <laughs> That's, but that's what it really is, is knowing the, you know, the four things that you absolutely have to do. That's how I talk about, you know, with Alpha, that's how we talk about goals is that, you know, there's about three or four things in this fraternity that I consider to be like stone. Like you will not mess with the definitions and interpretations of these like four or five things. Everything else is malleable. Everything else, as long as it fits into those 
everything else is that it fits into that category of, of brotherhood and that's where the yeah exactly. i get you yeah like there are a few things i won't play with um like object i'm not gonna play with the risk management policy i'm really not gonna play with <laughs> we, we had that talk at convocation <laughs> yeah uh if if you have to ask don't do it um <laughs> Correct. <laughs> but it, it really is those things. It's the simple things. It's like at CPR, it's getting out on the road. Um, mm. This is a this is one of my favorite stories to to tell. Is that um, Rota in particular was particularly helpful for me this semester. Um, I don't know how many people were paying attention to the news in August, but there was a there was a shooting on campus in Chapel Hill. I know. I, I, I was immediately like, oh, where's George? <laughs> and we, and we uh, lost one of our faculty members and the whole community was shaken up. I was kind of stuck in town for the few weeks after that. Uh, the first weekend I got off from like college band and everything else, I went up to App State. I went up to Boone, went up to Rotaw. And that for me was the break that I needed. I needed to be out of Chapel Hill for a while. And they were some of the most welcoming brothers I've ever, I've ever met in my life. So I don't know if any Rotop folks are listening to this, but you know, that's something that, you know, it meant a lot to me, uh, the way that y'all kind of took me in that weekend. I never thought, um, cause we make a lot of jokes about particular activities being in the process at Rotop. Never would have thought I would have been on any of those. I'm not going <laughs> to reveal too much of what, like it's all in compliance. I just didn't want to like, oh, no, you're good, you're good. <laughs> for the public. But, you know, just being out there at probationary member events and getting to see, you know, that campus and the brothers and the town and the things that, you know, are significant to them and talking about people that were significant to building the town of Boone, for example, and really getting to kind of feel what it's like to be there for a while. And part of that is what kind of keeps me going is knowing that that experience can be everyone's experience. I love how, to um, you have this 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 darkness, this terrible event happened in your life and the first place you 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 think to go or that you know like i i need an escape um and i know exactly where i can go to have that and to feel this comfort you went right to the bros um uh, which is a cool part i think about being a cpr you know we talk about how the cpr is kind of a chapter bro at all of the chapters in his in his province and i love that that's that's right that's right where you went that's great um so um what advice would you give uh, now that you're completing college? Yeah. Um, what advice would you give to, uh, let's say, uh, we're, we're just getting started with this semester, uh, second semester of the of the school year. So what advice would you give to some of those bros who they, that they are finally, they just now have recently earned that title of brother and they're starting out on their journey? I would tell them to, uh, it's going to sound silly considering we're a very idealistic group of people don't expect that much it might sound a little strange i say don't expect that much because the things that i feel like i've gotten the most of in this fraternity weren't the things that i wanted it was the things that just happened to become part of me and my experiences and kind of yes. just, and coming into that with knowing that you know like again we're not going to compromise on our ideals we're not going to compromise on the things that we value but you can learn many different ways of bringing forth things that advance those values and what you see and what you do. So just be versatile. Be willing to accept that everything that we do can manifest in many ways. You know, we see that in the way that 
there's 10 chapters in province 20. There are 10 very different chapter cultures <laughs> and that's incredible. And I love it, but it isn't. Um, yeah. And that, and that's what I love is that Rota doesn't feel like Alpha Rho. Alpha Rho doesn't feel like Iota Beta. But at the end of the day, I do feel like I'm brothers with every single person in this province, regardless of yes. where they came from. I love that. Yeah. My, um, I like what my advice that I always give to, PMs uh, during interviews or something at the end is, um, and even to brothers, um, it also something that's like, what? Um, I always say never stop being a PM. Um, we don't, we don't close that, the themes book, we don't close our, our education book and say, okay, I made it in that's checked off and I'm, you know, throw that away. I'm done. Never stop. Um, you came to the fraternity. This is kind of simple. I think to what you were saying, you, you, you came to the fraternity for a reason, keep developing that reason and keep, keep seeking what this thing is. I like, yeah, yeah. Don't, don't expect, let it happen. Yeah. Don't, don't be afraid of, and don't be afraid of the change either. Don't be afraid of the change, especially like, I don't know what the stats are in other schools, but at Carolina, I think it's like 80% of people change their major within their first year or something like that. I added and changed and moved around and yeah. yeah. <laughs> you, like Again, know that change is going to happen and the change is good and just embrace the fact that you are becoming who you really are supposed to be and not who what someone else wants you to be. I love that. I love that. Um, well, um, it has been great um, to have you on the podcast. Um, so we, we went from coast to coast, really showing sea to shining sea here for the Brotherhood. I love it. Um, so thank you, George, for joining us and representing Province 20. The great state. The great state the great of state. Province 20. That is correct. Thank you, sir. Yes, yeah. we, can do, we can do a little handshake. Yes, yes. Um, Brother Blades, yes. If, uh, if I think that... Uh, I don't have it right in front of me. We have a few ways we, uh, that people can can do that connection thing that George and I were just talking about, which uh, which is finding us on social media. You have some of those links. social media. <laughs> yes. yes. Um, so social media, we've got uh, Instagram, which is uh, Find You Alpha, uh, no spaces, no underlines, anything like that. Just Find You Alpha. Uh, Facebook, you can go follow the page at Find Me Alpha. Facebook or Find Me Alpha Symphonia Fraternity. Um, let's see, we've got Twitch, which, uh, if you're watching this live, then you, you've caught that one. Good job. You found it. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, it's the brothers of the black and red. And that same title can be used to search on both, um, Apple podcasts and, uh, Spotify, which, uh, over Christmas break, we did get up to Spotify now. So we are on majority of stream of streaming platforms. Um, and also, while I'm mentioning all this, um, thank you to everybody who's been watching uh, and following since day one. This is episode six, and it really has been a, a journey that was sort of a, a Founders Day special. Um, and in saying that, we've now reached affiliate status on Twitch. Yay! So thank really you, everyone. Thank you. you. You can clap. You can clap. Um, and so, let's see. Instagram, uh, Facebook, Twitch, Spotify, Apple... Um, if you want to go listen to the music that we got, it's also on Spotify and Apple Music. Um, is there anything else that I'm missing? Uh, I don't think so for that. Um, but for again, for for brothers out there, remember that uh, you can log into My Symphonia, and under and this is for anyone of uh, of all ages, uh, whether you are a brand new brother, a PM even, or whether you've been in the fraternity and earned your 50 year membership pin. 
Um, but we would love to hear from you on what Symphonia means to you and some of these kind of conversations and questions that we've been talking about with these CPRs here. So if, uh, if you log into My Symphonia and you go to the My Symphonia tab and find podcasts, you can find uh, the link there to submit a topic question. And you can either get us, uh, Reno and, and myself, to talk about something, or you could also um, upload your own video in there, and that's where you can talk about it. But we would love to be able to feature those videos on this podcast. Uh, so please go ahead and go in there, short little one to two minute video or whatnot or longer. And uh, Rito and I will will watch it live on the podcast and we can talk about it a little bit. It'd be very cool to hear from y'all. And we will make Reno do it, um, whether he, he says so or not. He, he's good. Uh, Roundtree, I wanted to let you know that uh, in the chat, someone said you have a wonderful hat. I'm assuming they're from either the province or the, the school. So I'm uh, just letting you know. Um, oh, it's 10.06, everyone. Happy celebration. Um, all right. Well, to um, round us off here, which would have been a little bit funnier if, if Ian were up next for round three, but to, to complete our journey of going from a, a newer person to um, someone ready to go off into life soon, um, we, have, we have another person who is kind of crazy like myself and decided to go back to school. Um, so please welcome from Province 9, uh, Victor Briseño. Hello, 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 sir. How's it going? It's good. It's very good. This is this is really great to have everyone here and get to do this whole environment and Absolutely. just sharing brotherhood. I mean, we're doing that all week, but especially in, in this format and to share it with everyone watching. Like, I think this is um, this is getting it back to normal. So I, I've loved this. Um, same same bit for you. Go ahead. Tell us. Uh, tell everyone about you. How you. Uh, what chapter and what you do and degree and all that. Yeah, absolutely. So my name is Victor Briseño. Uh I'm originally from Kingsville, Texas, was born and raised there for 18 years. However, uh, I lived two blocks away from the university and had to get out of there. Uh, so <laughs> I hiked my way up to San Marcos, Texas, where I originally decided to major in computer science, realized that was not the life for me. Uh, if you made it through a computer science degree, Congratulations to you. That could never be me. I would not be uh, intelligent enough. Yeah, personally. no, no. <laughs> uh, after three semesters, I called it quits, uh, and I moved over to music education, where I studied uh, with a choral emphasis, and then had the opportunity, a very unique opportunity, to Texas State, where I minored in mariachi, and then I got to very also cool. sing with the salsa band while there. And then, uh, I guess, already kind of moving into my graduate studies, I never thought I'd be getting a graduate degree. <laughs> I, I, I know exactly yeah. what you mean. <laughs> uh, it, it was something that was never on my mind at all. Um, however, uh, before my grandfather had passed, rest his soul, uh, it, it was something that we had kind of talked about within the family. And it was something that I kind of wanted to... To, to mark a change, uh, there's not very many people in my family who received a collegiate degree, mm. period. So to go to that next step and get that master's just felt like it was something I needed to do. Uh, so now I'm studying vocal performance and pedagogy, and I've moved on to opera. Very, very nice. Well, congratulations to you for many of those things. <laughs> nice. Um, so tell us... Um, Tell us uh, two things, I suppose, um, how you came to Symphonia and then, and then why. Why did you decide to go ahead and join? Why have you stuck around and, and come back? <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Uh, so Greek life has always enthralled me. Um, my dad was a faculty advisor, and then my mom was a faculty advisor for that sister sorority. Yeah, uh, okay, very cool. And very so I cool. grew up around Greek life, and I knew I always wanted to be a part of it. But when I got to state, uh, when I got to Texas State, my parents were very adamant 
that they wanted me to take a semester of college with no like no organizations other than just study, go to school, do that, focus on your grades. They're like, do as we say, not as we do. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and I, I completely understand them now. I did not understand them back then. Uh, and so I was looking around at other fraternities. And, you know, during that time, uh, you know, you'll, you'll hear the stories, of course, uh, uh, not even just stories, uh, the unfortunate truths of things that might happen in, in, in other organizations and stuff like that. And it, it did kind of perturb me and push me away from doing Greek life. Uh, but being in the music building and seeing a lot of those people that would later, I, w- I would later call them my brothers, uh, to see the way that they interacted with one another and to see the way that they interacted with me without even me being a brother uh, was just phenomenal. And it was amazing. And the, the community that was there, I just knew I wanted to be a part of that. And so uh, every year I had people ask me, Hey, you should rush this year. Is this your year? Are you, are you coming? Are you coming? I'm like, oh, you know, uh, we'll, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, I'm I'm a little busy today, <laughs> you know. Uh, I, towards the end of my collegiate career, I was like, now's the time. If I don't do it now, I'm not doing it ever. And I I went in rushed. Uh, basically, it was the semester right before my block semester uh, that I crossed April sixteenth of twenty twenty one. Wow. And so, um, okay, uh, I like that. Let's go with that a little bit. So what, um, uh, I know a few brothers from my chapter too, who they, it was, they were pretty much almost done with their degree by the time they joined and, um, and they still were like, wow, um, I wish I would have done this sooner. Like this is, this is just such a phenomenal experience. What was, how did that, um, impact you at that point in your college career? Cause it's, you know, four to five years, very short journey, but there's a lot of growth that happens. So at, at that age of development, you know, how did that impact you? Well, you know, what, uh, Great question. One of the things that they were worried about, and when I say they, I mean my brothers at Gamma Phi, uh, one of the things they were worried about when I entered into the process is, what the heck are we going to teach this guy that he doesn't already know? Uh, I you know, I was already uh, 23 at the time. Uh, I had already been in a lot of leadership positions in various organizations and in honor councils and stuff like that. Uh, and they're like, you know, what are we going to do? What are, You know, what is, what is there, right? Uh, but on my side... I was experiencing something totally different. You're like, I've never done anything like this. Yeah. <laughs> and, and so while they were over here freaking out, if I'm going to learn everything, uh, anything, I'm over here like it, completely soaking everything in and uh, just having the time of my life with my pledge brothers, uh, with my FEO, with my AFEOs and uh, j- just everyone around. I love that. Um, so I think this is appropriate time to ask this. How, what, um, how would you describe brotherhood or what does it feel like to you? Uh, I think the best way I would think of it is like a warm weighted blanket. Oh, <laughs> yes. I'm going to live in that for a minute exactly. right there. I like that. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, truly, truthfully, one of the things I, I, I just can't stop talking about when I talk about the brotherhood is the love. Yes. You know, you know I, I stick with it and it kind of goes back to a little bit of what we were talking about earlier. Now that I'm a grad student, I really don't have to be here. I, and especially in a leadership position, I really don't have to be. You did your time. Yeah. Uh, I didn't have, I didn't have to sign up to be an FEO. I didn't have to sign up to work with brotherhood committee or uh, work with recruitment committee and all this kind of stuff. But I do it because I love it. 
I spend every day here because I right love reason. it. I ran for re-election because I love doing what I do. And I love being around these people and, and knowing that these are some some amazing people that I know uh, if if I was hungry – and I did not have a single dollar in my pocket, and they only had two dollars to get me that uh, McChicken from McDonald's. <laughs> They're going to give me their two dollars and watch me eat and let themselves starve. Uh, it's truly all about uh, you know being selfless and being able to sacrifice everything for the brother next to you, uh, and just caring and loving, uh, you know, just from the bottom of your heart. Yes, um, very much so. We, we, you know, we want to. Um, I, same thing I said earlier uh, um, that everything we do is relations. But you want to leave someone feeling better about life, about themselves, about the world around them than the way you found them. Yeah. Uh, no matter what, like a nice hug or that weighted, <laughs> warm weighted blanket. Oh, that was good. Um, what is your favorite part of the fraternity uh, activity? Uh, opportunity or uh, just like a, a memory? You know, I, I think if I had to give a broad answer, just making music. Yes. Uh, making yes. music, but more specifically making music with your friends, with brothers, both in the sense of like, if we're going to do a recital and we need to do like amazing music and it's going to be practice for this many hours, you would think that for some people that would be tiring. But some of my favorite memories come from practicing in the music building at like 1 a.m. with my brothers in the recital hall and we're practicing a song that we're going to play at a recital like three weeks from now, like you know, those kinds of things, but then also the the memories that are more like in the background of like, oh, we're just going to go over to so-and-so's house and we're just going to jam out. We're just going to play random yeah. songs like uh, here's the here's the key we're playing in. Come improv, you know, and like uh, those kinds of things and being able to be in that like non-judgmental environment, honestly. Yeah. Um, one of the brothers who, who helps put this show on, um, who, uh, helped refound the chapter that I'm from Alpha Delta, um, as well as I'm from, you know, oops, i two chapters, but, um, uh, his name is, uh, Tyler Bainter and he, uh, he always talks about how some of the, uh, like, it's like what George was saying, right? Keep it simple. But, um, his fondest memories, cause he had to go through that, that new, that recharter process, mm-hmm. right? So there was a lot of spending time together without being brothers yet. Mm-hmm. And some of his fondest memories are, um, them in their business meetings that they had to do to, to get to a chapter uh, <laughs> stage uh, because that was they made them fun because they would they would jam they would do things they would have those jokes they would um, they, it was a business meeting but he said but it never really was exactly we were doing business but it never felt like it it was us being together and then that mm-hmm. that transcended that became by the time I, I got to the chapter it was it was everyone's always hanging out there's always I always see Alpha Delton's um, in the music lobby it doesn't matter if they're a music major or not they're hanging out they're, they're doing homework together um, and I'm like there must be something going on here like For this sure. very cool um Okay, so you said making music is the favorite part. What what is music to you or or for you? So, I guess I've I've experienced a lot of different types of music, and then also different forms of putting out that music. Uh, I grew up uh, watching my dad 
become or not become be uh, the director for the Ballet Florico at the university. So already since the moment I could walk, I was interested in dance. <laughs> and so I, I'd been dancing like, cool. for many years. Uh, you know, I, I've been to, to national competitions and all that kind of stuff and getting to see the, the level of performance uh, amongst everyone uh, was amazing. But the behind the scenes of getting to see everyone's passion for it mm. and the immense amount of practice that they put into it and the detail and their thought behind like, Oh, why am I doing this movement? And what does this mean? And this is that I later realized and applied it to my craft of like when I play my instrument or when I sing and it's like, everything has a deeper meaning. Everything has a purpose and you can send that message through your music. Uh, I'm going to go off on a little side tangent. Of that yeah. Story. Yeah. But, uh, but one of my one of my favorite stories to tell, uh, and this is something I tell the PMs, and this is something my chapter knows. Uh, it's a very vulnerable story, so it's kind of crazy sharing it on here. But I, I feel very comfortable saying it, uh, especially with brothers around. Um, but my my grandfather, before he passed, was dealing with a lot of uh, dementia issues, um, and he would you know come back and forth, back and forth. But uh, there was one point where he fell down and hit his head when he was trying to help my grandma, and his memory went completely gone. He could not remember me. He could not remember my dad. He could not remember his own wife. Uh, it was a very scary moment and a very heart, you know, wrenching moment for the entire family. Um, and I didn't know how to go through this process. Right. Mm -hmm. It's almost like, it's almost like you're grieving and grieving. Cause like, you know, you can't really be but, in contact with them, but, but like, they're still there, but they're still there. Yeah. Um, and I, I didn't know what to go about it. And so I did the one thing I knew I knew how to do, which was simply write a song. Um, so I sat down, nice. I was in my dorm room and I opened up GarageBand. I plugged in my little USB microphone. Uh, this was before COVID, so I was already ahead of the game. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah I, and, didn't, uh, I didn't catch up until. <laughs> and so I, uh, I started, I started writing out this song, and um, the whole song is, it, it's kind of like this prayer and meditation and uh, praying to God about like, you know, t take the pain away from Him and give it to me instead. Like, why are you putting Him in this position? Like, I'd rather I be the one to suffer, and then just in the end, will He remember me? Because um, that's all I really cared about. So fast forward, I, I posted this song on YouTube. Uh, at the time, I never promoted my YouTube channel. So I maybe had like 30 followers. Uh, I, apparently, one of those 30 followers was my one of my aunts. I didn't know this at the time. Uh, so she took the video and she started sending it to everyone in the family. And uh, she sent it to my uncle who lived with my grandparents. And my uncle showed it to my grandma. They're both crying and crying and crying in the in the kitchen. And my grandpa comes in and my grandpa goes, hey, like, what are you listening to? What are you listening to? And like, oh, like, don't worry about it. Don't worry. We're just listening to a song, you know? And he's like, no, no. What are you listening to? Like, uh, that's my, sorry. That's my grandson. That's Victor. And they go, what? And he's like, yes, like, that's my grandson. I'd recognize that voice anywhere. And so after that, they played that song for him. Um, when he would go through rehabilitation and all of a sudden those memories started flowing. And so I always tell people, you know, music is more, uh, more powerful and more impactful than you'll ever really realize, you know? Wow. Um, thank you. <laughs> yeah, thank sorry. you for sharing that. That is, that is a phenomenal story. Um, that's a very, you, you know, very, you said kind of dark, but I think that's very heartwarming. We talk, especially in this fraternity about the, 
the beauty and the power mm -hmm. of music. Um, and that's, I think, prime example of both of those things. Um, and we can we can get into a lot of scientific stuff about that with uh, you know neurological pathways and music's connection to those and it's 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 a cementing of those. But I think at um, at a philosophical or just a at just a, a human level, without getting into the weeds, um, that's really what it is. There is that connection there. There is. Um, there is that, that unspoken memory. Um, I, I like to say that music, um, this makes me think of this music for me, um, even without words, but especially with very deliberate words like that, they have this, um, they have this undertext as mm -hmm. well. And we may not know what it is. Um, and we, may, we certainly can't say it. It's only through the music that it gets spoken. Absolutely. Um, but it, but it is the way that our, our actual, our being talks to one another. And I, that's, that's beautiful. Thank you for sharing. I'm glad you could <laughs> and that you felt, um, able to, um, so you talked, um, you talked a little bit about um, the brotherhood and what uh, it meant to you to be able to feel like that and everything. Um, what was it that brought you, you, you went up to grad school. Um, what was it that brought you back into Symphonia? So I'm going to, I'm going to stay with this mm -hmm. and then, and then to, to take the next step and decide I'm, I'm going to be an officer, even though you know, I'm a grad student now, mm -hmm. but we're, we're all Symphonians. Yeah. Uh, well, I guess, you know, the easiest part for me was staying at the same institution. I did my undergrad and my graduate degree at Texas State University. So coming back, seeing the same brothers, uh, still feeling the same connections, still feeling the same drive, the same motivations and the, seeing the same goals being there. Um, I was like, you know, this is something I want to be a part of. It was something that I love doing in my undergrad. Why wouldn't I want to still be here? Um, I was a little worried at first in terms of like, will I be able to balance out this new, you know, degree with this other thing on the side? And grad, also, school, grad school somehow is both so little and so yeah, much, exactly. <laughs> you know, you're, you're taking four classes and it's like, Oh, four classes, especially as a music major. When I used to, t yes. Well, yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, you, you're there taking like 11 classes and it's like 13 credit hours and it's like, you know, but, uh, you know, I, I was I was worried, but at the same time, I was like, it's nothing I haven't done before. I have sat down and pushed myself to uh, to my wit's end. And if there's any time to test myself in terms of can I handle uh, being this officer at a very professional level while also just having to do what needs to get done in terms of my part time job and also getting uh, things done at school now's the time now's the time to see if i can really juggle things if i can really balance things like that uh as a full-on adult and so i i went for it and i told myself you know if it turns out bad i'm i i can leave after a year you know my position i'll, I'll just continue on with school. <laughs> uh, but i finished the first year with a 4.0 and i you know uh crossed two very successful classes uh as an feo and uh showed up to work and got paid. So, you know, I love I did the thing. That. I love that. Would you say that, um, be uh, staying involved and, and, and having that, that, con that, that feed of the fraternity uh, while in grad school has, has, um, made grad school better or, or easier for you or how has that affected how, how you manage? Yeah. Um, so I, I guess just already having that basis of, I have my brothers, 
you know, no matter what. I like that foundation. I, yeah, uh, because I was, again, going into something that I had never done before. I had never done opera. Uh, so I was going into classrooms with people that I had never met before. Maybe I had seen them in a class or two before, but never talked to them. Mm. Um, and so just being able to know that even if I have a bad day at school, even if I have a really rough time at my opera rehearsal, even if I'm just lost and confused in what I'm doing, there's a home for me. Oh, yes. I might have to mark my voice, but I'm going to mark my, <laughs> my, my, this, this fraternal flame. Exactly. So which speaking of, um, what, uh, well, you, time for you to answer the question. How are, how do you, or what is it that, um, uh, keeps your fraternal flame going? Um, I, you know, there's a lot of different things. Uh, one is seeing probationary members go through the process. Uh, you yes. know, getting to see them yes. learn and getting to see their excitement as they go through things. That That's one thing. That already makes me super excited. Uh, there's, of course, the excitement that we all get as brothers at the very end of their process, right? Uh, when they finally cross over and become full active brothers, there's there's that uh, there's that level to be proud of, and that always ignites my flame. Um, but then there's also just meeting brothers. Uh, you know, uh, there at Gamma Phi, we are close to New Ada in San Antonio, and we're close to Alpha Iota in Austin, about you know forty five minutes apart from each. Uh, so it's relatively easy to go visit those brothers, but. Texas is so big that, you know, it's very hard to meet a brother that's not from Texas uh, <laughs> unless you go to something like, you know, national convention. Uh, maybe you might meet someone at uh, like a TMEA, right? Like a big music conference, maybe there. Uh, but it, it almost felt like I was only ever going to meet Texas brothers. Uh, so to come to something like this, like a C uh, CPR convo and getting to meet brothers from literally all over the U.S., uh, it has just been absolutely incredible, and this itself has relit my flame. Yes, that's well. Well, I'm glad. I'm glad. Um, Y'all are what keep me going. Um, I, I like to say that my my selfish moment for being CPR chair is that I I feel like I am the most blessed on the council because I get to work with all y'all. I know that sounds so facetious, <laughs> but like it's true because I get I I do get to watch you the same way you're talking about those PMs. It's, it's like, okay, cool. This is happening. This will, this will take care of itself. Yeah. This is going to keep going. It's, it's very reassuring. Um, what are your, um, your future plans after this? So I guess, uh, immediate plans, uh, outside of the fraternity in March, I will be taking on the lead role of Fabrizio in Light in the Piazza, Texas State. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. And then... Uh, yes, you're going to applaud. You're going to applaud. <laughs> and then, uh, in, in the month of April, I have my graduate recital. And then in May, uh, I'll be taking on the role of El Gallo in The Fantastics in a production in uh, musical theater. And that's going to be my first musical theater uh, Pop show. off everywhere. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and then in June, I am flying out to Italy where I'll be making my opera debut in Italy. Uh, <laughs> okay. And then okay. from there, uh, from there, we'll see where life takes me. Uh, I would love to perform and travel the world performing. You know, I love doing that. I've loved it since I was a little kid. Um, and so if I could get the opportunity to do that, like, praise be to God, I'd love that. Uh, if 
that doesn't work out for me. I love teaching, like genuinely love teaching. Um, and so I, I'd love to go and uh, teach preferably at a high school or a collegiate level. Uh, my dream has always been to teach mariachi. However, I've gotten very comfortable teaching choir music and I love choir music. So if I have to go and, and teach a choir somewhere, not if I have to, but you know what I mean? Uh, if I get that opportunity, I, I would absolutely take it in a heartbeat. I love that. That's um, so everyone stay, stay tuned on, on, on this brother. My, my goodness. Do you have a, do you mind share? Do you have a date for the grad recital? Do you mind sharing? Uh, so I believe the grad recital is supposed to be April 13th. Yeah. There at Texas state. Wonderful. Okay. So everyone, um, uh, here and also <laughs> here, um, uh, put that on your calendars, put that on your calendar. I have, I have had the pleasure of hearing you sing. Um, and, um, I will look forward to hearing that. That will be phenomenal. Um, what, um, what do you look forward to, um, as, as you think about going into all of that as an, as an alumnus of this fraternity, um, you, you've, you've had your undergrad, you're having this professional time. So you've, you've really spent a lot of that development. So what do you hope to see with that? I guess, uh, the continued connections, you know, you, again, like other people I've kind of talked about throughout the day, you never know who you're going to meet. That is a symphonian. Uh, and you never know what that might open up. Uh, a little example of that was when I was doing my student teaching, uh, I, it was my first time really getting to be in front of a choir, and I was very nervous. And I remember meeting my CT at Hayes High School, uh, Mr. Charles Flores. Uh, phenomenal man. Uh, and he was very great at making me feel comfortable. But I think the part that made me feel most comfortable was when I walked into his office and I saw the object on his wall. And I was like... He said, this is still important. Yeah. I like that. And I walked up to him and I was like you didn't tell me that you were a brother. <laughs> and we just started talking back and forth. And then for him to tell me that, you know, he actually went to Gamma Phi. Uh, he didn't cross there. He crossed a new way in San Antonio. Uh, but to already like then to have this ability to just talk and talk and talk, I was like, Oh, okay. All of a sudden I feel super comfortable with you. And I was like, okay, let me tell you exactly how I feel about what I'm doing right now. in student teaching. Let me, <laughs> let me show you my lesson plans. Let's do this. You know, uh, that instantaneous trust though. I love exactly. that. Exactly. Yes. So I, I can only hope and pray for that, you know, in my future, uh, it, you know, obviously I hope for that with, uh, non brothers as well to be able to have that easy working connection, but, uh, to just meet more brothers along the way, you know, who are, you know, a, maybe a helping hand or maybe just, uh, some advice or whatever, you know? Yes. Yes. Um, that connection and all of that continued stuff, um, is, is definitely, I, I love that you, and then you wrapped it up with talking about another brother who's kind of come before you like, Hey, can you help me? That really is this whole relationship, you know, um, what we are now and what the alumni are who help lead us. Um, we will one day be that we got to make sure that that road stays paved. Mm -hmm. Um, so, uh, um, again, with, uh, with CPR convocation happening, I want to say thank you to, um, some of the private donations that did happen in order to, uh, facilitate this. Um, I know that brothers gave in order to make sure 
CPRs were getting here um, and in order to make sure that um, we could just have this in general. So thank you um, again and, um, to really make sure that's happening. We do have 1898 forward going, 1898 um, Even just that, bare, that, that minimum amount of $18.98 a month, it really goes a long way helping, especially if all brothers are in together helping it. Um, you know, many, many hands make light work, right? Absolutely. Um, so I think to, I think appropriately to close out, um, you've been a teacher, you've, you're, a, it sounds like a prime FEO <laughs> here. So what advice, um, what advice would you give, um, as a grad student, um, who's looking literally at going out into the world, what advice would you give for a brother who is about to do that? And, uh, for someone who is just stepping, uh, so two, two different people, one who's getting ready to go out from their undergrad and also someone who is just stepping into the college door. Hmm. I think, I think I have something that, um, it's a simple phrase that can then be interpreted, you know, for the both, but remember that your time is finite. Um, you know, we're all human. We're all prone to error, right? Don't, don't sit on those errors. You know, uh, learn you, to forgive yourself. Yeah. You, you decide you want to go to grad school and you do an audition and it's terrible. Okay. You're human. Forgive yourself. Go do better on the next one. You know, take a breath and you never know. Other people could have had a bad audition too. Right. You know, right. You never know what's going to happen. Don't beat yourself up. If you do get into that college of your choice and you go in and you're excited and you don't do good or as you expected, that's okay. There's another semester, right? Keep moving. Keep putting yourself back up. You go out into the real world and you're not able to find that dream job immediately after you graduate. You still have time. Keep moving on. Keep working on yourself. Keep building yourself up and keep building the people around you up as well. I love that. Thank you. Well, thank you um, to Victor. It's been a it's been a pleasure to have you on. Um, and thank you also, of course, again to George and to to Sam. Um, yes, yes. Thank you. Um, this has this has definitely been something that um, Reno and I have been discussing. It's like we just want to talk. You know, we talk all the time, so <laughs> we want to hear from from other guys and to, um, and I, I love how there's so many similarities. We went we went from from California to North Carolina yeah. to Texas, and we're we're all talking about the same thing. So to the brothers out there of of any age, of any at any point of wherever they are at in their life, um, I hope that resonates with you. I hope you find yourself um, in this new year in in that sort of space. Um, and that you keep coming back to Symphonia. Um, if, you, if it's been a minute, um, welcome back. Um, and uh, it's great to see that we have this, this common shared connection. So um, I, this was awesome to have this happen live at CPR Convocation. Levi, um, oh, I, I think I... you said Reno's name one three times. Uh, oh, oh, no. Oh, no. Um, there's a, a static image in a circle right there. Um, that has appeared, and uh, I don't know if we're going to be able to, to to close out without us wishing him away. Um, so if everybody could say "Bye, Reno" on the count of three, hopefully we can get rid of him in a loving way uh, until he returns on the next episode. Does he have to? I'm sorry, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> That's your call. But, <laughs> but all right, one, two, three. Bye, Bye Reno. Reno. <laughs> <laughs> oh <my God. laughs>
he's gone for now. Oh, yes. okay. Let's we're, close before it happens we're, again. We're safe, but we're safe. Well, yeah, we, we talked about Texas too much. <laughs> um, but yes, thank you. Thank you, everyone. Um, and uh, uh, as always, Hail Symphonia. Um, and we, we look forward to the next episode. Until then, thank you, brothers. Everybody can wave. It's okay. <laughs>